72 degrees, News Talk 1400 DWS. Our election night coverage is brought to you by Rental City, Schoonover Sewer Service, and Coach House Garages. Tim Dittman, Michael Kaiser with you. Polls have been closed for a half hour. We expect to get some early results in the 8 p.m. hour, and we'll be with you all night long, bringing you the results until they all the precincts are reported. Later this hour, we'll talk to Champaign County Clerk Aaron Ammons. Next hour, we will talk to Mary Alice Wu from the Urbana City Council and Matt Gladney from the Champaign City Council. And, of course, as the races uh, go final, we'll have the winners on as well. That'll be later. Later on in the program, we're joined now by the mayor of Urbana in studio, Diane Marlin. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You were contested in the primary, not contested today. So uh, I guess if you voted for yourself today, right, you you have officially won a term as a, another a mayor of Urbana, another well, term. I know I got at least one vote. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, what was it like to to be out and about today and not have to worry about, oh gosh, the results are coming in later. It was different. It, it, it was a very different experience. Although back in 2013, when I ran for city council for the second time, I was uncontested. So, you know, there was it was a much more relaxed uh, experience. Well, uh, a lot of issues going on uh, in Urbana. Uh, one just last night, you guys made another... I would call it a minor modification to the public comment rules. Would that be fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Uh, So to just kind of recap for our listeners this issue, in in this era of Zoom meetings, we have seen a lot uh, more engaged public comment, and that prompted, and stop me along the way if I'm getting any of this wrong, that prompted Urbana to maybe tighten the rules just a little bit on what can be said, maybe try to cut down on some of what you guys refer to as abusive language. And then uh, last night, you maybe kind of tweaked that a little more. Would that right, be an accurate right. way to describe I mean, it? Th- you know, obviously, over the past year, we've all had to adjust going from in-person meetings to a completely electronic virtual environment or the Zoom environment. And, and it became pretty clear to me that our council rules for public input that worked for in-person meetings needed to be modified for the virtual meetings. For one thing, we had allowed up to two hours of public input at five minutes per person. So which was highly unusual for cities anywhere. So we um, reduced that to four minutes speaking per person and a total of one hour of public comment, and that's a very reasonable amount. And then um, we tried to address um, the, the, the type of comment, the manner of the comment, and that's really what you can do. It's not that you can uh, uh, legislate content that's protected by the First Amendment. Um, and we had adopted some council rules, and um, in order to try to m- kind of modulate the tone of what we were hearing and make a more welcoming environment. Because what we were finding over the past year is that, particularly for volunteer members on boards and commissions, they were being targeted personally, and um, it was you know it was it was hard on people, volunteers in these positions, and and. Staff members were being um, targeted, you know, personally and attacked, and it, and it just made for a very, um, really hostile environment for our staff and volunteers and elected officials. You know, you 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 sign up for the job, so that's you're supposed to, sure, you know, be able to take it as part of the job. Not that it doesn't hurt as much as anyone else, but anyway, we um, we. Uh, the attorney general's office, a couple of members of the public filed a complaint with the attorney general's office over a couple of meetings where we we kind of overstepped our ability to um, 
uh, mute people and ask them to submit their comments in writing. So they issued an advisory opinion, a non-binding opinion, and um, just advised us to, okay, just got to be careful because sure. you have to respect people's right to free speech. And as a result, we decided, okay, we're going to try to make it much more clear because that's very difficult to navigate what's what's appropriate, what's not, and et cetera. So we, we made a few modifications to the rules last night. And I, I watched that meeting last night, and uh, some of the comments were made that in order to get muted again, someone would have to, like, spew profanities over and over yeah. or be, uh, I know, yelling or something like ba- Basically going out of your way to disrupt a meeting. Right. The that key, yes. That is what would get you muted. If, if you want to be critical of someone, you might have a little more leeway to do that now because, like you said, elected officials have to have thick skin. But right. if you go on a Zoom city council meeting and start saying naughty words, you're going to be Well, it's, it's really important. The attorney general actually didn't have an issue with their current rules as written. But the point they made was if you disrupt the flow of the meeting, yes, then we have the right to step in. But you can't regulate content. One of the things that you know I mentioned to Mayor Fine and and, uh, and earlier guests tonight is maybe something, and this is a random thought for me, maybe not accurate in any way, that people just don't have access to you guys the way they used to, whether it be at the council meetings before or after, at community events that are going on, or you just run to them randomly in, in public settings. Um, so people just, when they have an issue, aren't able to get to you guys as much. And something Mayor Finan mentioned just a little bit ago, I, I didn't even think of that, you know, you're not, you're not, at least from Champagne's perspective, they're not seeing the people on the Zoom calls, the public comment. And so they can't even see their face. They just hear a voice, which is totally awkward. As she used the word awkward, and it definitely is. You're not, you're hearing someone talk to you, but you can't see them and you have no, I mean, it's, I guess it's like a phone call. But do you think that's added to some of the, animosity some uh, some of the contentious moments at the council meetings for both cities that you're just not able to interact on a one-on-one basis like you're used to because of the pandemic and maybe resolve some of these issues prior to meetings where it just doesn't get to the point that it's gotten to lately oh yes absolutely we've lost the humanity you know we've (laughs) lost the one-to-one contact and the um, spontaneous interaction but yeah in in our council meetings and in our official board and commission meetings what when we hear a person speak we see a rectangle on the screen with a name on it it might not even be that person's real name Mm -hmm. they they have the ability to put any name they want on there and then you hear a voice and so it's very one-dimensional and you don't have that ability before and after meetings to interact Um, and if you hear from people it's it's mostly over email or or at these meetings and I can't wait to go back to in-person meetings where you can see the public comment in public yes. in, in, in person <laughs> do you think that the I mean a positive aspect is and, and maybe Mary Finance says she thinks a lot of people that have talked and, and have spoken on the zoom meetings at their meetings have been people that would come to meetings anyway so maybe that's the same for you but do you think a positive aspect has been more people have gotten involved in city council meetings and have spoken at city council city council meetings otherwise would not even have taken the time to come to city building um, to a certain extent, but we we had a pretty engaged community yes, anyway, and um, I I I have to think that some of the meetings and some of the the uh, environment of the meetings, especially last year, kind of kept people away. You know, they didn't want to participate just because what they were hearing at the meetings and the tone that was there. So, so I think um, 
having in-person meetings just presents a more welcoming environment, and um, I can't wait, again, as I said. That's all. I think a lot of people feel that way. We're talking with Urbana Mayor Diane Marlin on our election night coverage. Uh, a lot of other city issues going on, uh, a current rewrite of police use of force policy. Mm-hmm. Where are we at there? Well, we um, began that process approximately late last fall where we um, asked for uh, basically public engagement via um, our website, plus we had a number of listening sessions, and uh, we came up with a draft, and then in the past couple of months, we've been meeting on a regular basis with representatives from the from the MAACP and the ACLU, um, and we've had three really good meetings so far, and we have another one coming up. Uh, we'll be scheduling in a couple of weeks, so we're, we're getting, we're much closer. We're very, very close, and our goal is to have a uh, policy that reflects the needs of the community, meets the needs of the community, also meets the needs of the police department, and is one that we as the city and the working with the community can um, share together and um, utilize together. It's a fine line, right, to find that balance to give the police officers what they need to do their job, but also the citizens want accountability. It's tough to meet in the middle. Well, right, and I hadn't fully appreciated it until I started getting involved with this because it's a policy that it's it's a it's a policy that people have to use that our officers have to use, and it guides their behavior. But at the same time, it also of of any of the policies in the police department, it's the one I think that people. Um, look at most often and it's an educational tool as well and it speaks volumes about your community and so it is a fine line. A couple other things on my agenda here is we have a few more minutes left with uh, Diane Marlin, mayor of Urbana. Uh, The downtown hotel. I know the pandemic kind of delayed things but you saw some real progress right before the pandemic took hold. We did. We signed a development agreement with a company out east for a 15 million dollar renovation of the building into a Hilton Tapestry Boutique Hotel. They were supposed to start construction uh, about a, a year ago summer. Um, it was delayed, but we were informed recently that they expect to begin this summer. Okay. And w- they have shared some preliminary ideas about the new branding and identity. And I can't share it, what it is yet, but I'm really, really happy about it. It's just us in the I room. Yeah, yeah, just- yeah. <laughs> you and a few friends. But yeah. yeah, I'm really happy about what I saw. And I think um, I think the public will be, too. Is there a target date to get it open? I, um, I can't remember what the exact timeline is, but it's at least 18 months okay. of construction. So I I wouldn't expect to see anything before 2020. What year are we? 2020. 20, early 2023. Early probably. 2023. Okay. <laughs> and then in the more immediate term, uh, temperatures are warming up. Uh, downtown businesses getting going again mm-hmm. with dining, specifically outdoor dining on the patios. Uh, how is the city planning to support them and kind of getting that going again? We will continue all the measures that we put into place last year with outdoor dining and curbside pickup and uh, delivery of liquor and cocktails to go. We had outdoor music. We're looking at installing our curbanas, which allows for more outdoor dining. And um, and then we've got, uh, of course, we'll continue to distribute the aid money that comes from the federal government to our businesses. The music in particular, I'm curious how that went because people are singing, they're putting their saliva out there, so you got to be six (laughs) feet away, right? Right, and they'll follow the same guidelines. They worked very closely with the public health district to Mm -hmm. get a safety plan in place, and so venues like the Rose Bowl um, were great. They were very careful. People loved it. Um, Iron Post had outdoor music. 
bunnies uh, had some outdoor music as well and and for a while you could hear you know music coming from all directions which was pretty cool but it was done in a safe manner and the public really enjoyed it I want to circle back to the to the downtown hotel just just for a brief moment here and you you, you were on the council shortly after I arrived in 2008 so we kind of coincide in terms of our terms and being around the city council at least and obviously that's been an interesting process from just for sale selling it multiple times and and just the and now to be at this point just to describe the situation that you just described to be at that point what does it mean to you cuz as long as you've been on the council now more than 10 years about 12 years now what does that mean to you to just to see it at this point and we thought maybe the previous owner it might get there and it didn't uh, are you kind of cautious optimism here? Or are you very, very confident that we're finally going to get to a point where this thing is going to be done and renovated and reopened? Well, I'm very optimistic. It's been the heartbreak hotel for me, I can tell you, yeah. since I've been on council. But you've lived here a long time, too. Well, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been yeah. here a long time yeah. before <laughs> I got on council. But yep. anyway, um, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, we worked very hard to get this particular agreement. We you know, talked to a lot of potential developers before we signed this agreement, mm-hmm. and we had to get one that would protect the tax payers interest and the city's interest as well as achieve the goal so um you know it's never over till it's over but once they get started with the work on it then i'll feel i'll feel very good urbana mayor diane marlin we appreciate your time tonight Great, and I expect you at the party at the hotel when it's finished. <laughs> I'll oh. be there. Hey, I I, I want to be there because I've been inside the building in previous renovation. And I I just want to see it done. As I've I've walked through the lobby, and yep. I would love to see that lobby go from dusty to nice and vibrant. Well, so. this, and more lighting. This time we the investment will be large enough to do it right. Awesome, which yeah. is what I wanted. Very good, yep. Mayor. We appreciate Thank your you. time. Thank you, Urbana yep. Mayor Diane Marlin. It's seven forty three.